Welcome to Hallmark Up with Mary and Sarah. Welcome to another episode of Hallmarked Up. This is season four, episode number seven. Seven weeks in, and it's actually December now, so that feels kind of better than talking about Christmas movies not in December. Oh my gosh, hold on. We've been doing this for a month and a half, and this is our first December episode. It this is, is the first episode we've recorded when advent calendars are actually Correct. Active. I'm drinking my advent calendar Aldi wine as we speak. Oh, nice. Um, and I already ate my piece of advent calendar cheese. Uh, yeah, so this week we watched Undercover Holiday, and hang on, I always like to figure out who it starred, Stephen Hussar and ne- Noemi Gonzalez, and we have a couple guests with us, of course, this week, we have some friends of mine from Orlando, but now not both in Orlando, so Elizabeth is in Orlando. I am, I'm in Orlando, you know. <laughs> Can I say that I think it would be great to set one of these movies in Orlando? Oh. <laughs> it's, I, you know, it's a great, it's a great town to fall in love. Right? Can it still be Digi Snow? That's right. There'd have to be Digi Snow, like a miraculous snow in Orlando at Christmas time. They could just. You just the came soap. up with the entire plot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. In one go, and and to be fair, you could so do it at Disney World, and it would be fine. Of course, there would be snow at Disney World. And I mean, there'd be copyright issues at Disney World too, but whatever, we'll we'll deal with that later. <laughs> oh, well, that's right. They don't own Hallmark Channel. It'd be um, a no theme park, yeah. That's right, a fake theme park. It could be like Wally's World, anyway. And then we also have Connor, who is an ex Orlando person. What do you call an Orlando person? Um, Orlando, an Orlandoian. I don't think there's an actual term for it. Um, I like Orlandon. I feel like I I like Orlandon, but like. I don't know. I've lived in I lived in the O for twenty three years, so I know. And I always I think I asked you that once before. Anyway, he now lives in our hometown of Philly. Um, that's right. And he's experiencing his first actual winter as a non Floridian. Oh, how's that going? It sucks. (laughs) So I've been using my Florida winter clothes already in like October. So I've been doing a lot of trial and error with online ordering of what I like in a winter coat. Yes. Um, and, winter coats are important in Philly. But yeah, I still haven't I still haven't really gotten one yet. I don't know my winter style. So undercover holiday, on first glance, I was pretty excited about this movie because it appeared to be a Christmas version of the bodyguard. It definitely was, except not good. Correct, except not good. So, Mary, kick us off and tell us what happened in Undercover Holiday. So, Undercover Holiday, the first thing we learn is that our star, our um, heroine in this movie, is one Jalen Rodriguez, who has recently won a singing competition called Popstar USA. First thing I wrote down was, are they even trying with these names? Because Popstar USA, Popstar USA, it's just so literally descriptive without being any sort of it sounds like a kind of barbie doll yeah yeah it sounds like a barbie doll there you go anyway okay but anyways jalen rodriguez is pop star usa and she wants to write her own songs and sing in spanish and english but her agent and her studio want to give her quote more songs with baby in the title unquote the conflict begins when there are flowers found on her property with a note and it is unclear who they came from and how the person got in. I don't think we ever do find out how the person got in. So, she had like a locked up house or whatever. with the Right. And so they weren't in the house, but they were on the property. So they had somehow gotten past her fence, left flowers with um, a note. And they're like, is there some crazed fan trying to stalk her or something? It was and- the least threatening threat ever. Can I just say that? Like, like I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, she got a flower delivery service. Like, it was like so not threatening. Well, um, what did the note say? We None of us paid attention. Oh, yeah. I didn't write down what the note said. What did that you catch first it note said. Did you know this? No. I mean, all of them were versions of like, I will always love you, which I think was like probably like a bodyguard type thing. Like, I, you know, like. Right. It, right, right, right. 
It was right. so not scary, but I kind of wanted it to be scary. You know, uh, I was like, I know. And I, I immediately was like going down the track of, oh, it's her jealous assistant and she's going to murder her. And then Mary's like, Sarah, it's Hallmark. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah, that won't happen in Hallmark. <laughs> so. I mean, for what's worth, I, I was genuinely curious to solve this mystery. And so for the first, I want to say third of the film, I thought it might be a better than average Hallmark movie. And then about a third of the way through, they basically reveal who it is and then just move on and pretend they didn't do that oh yeah which killed the suspense and then at the end when you're like okay the big reveal who is it it's actually that person you're kind of like why did i watch this it was literally like no shit i know and and to be fair when we do watch the like movies and mysteries in the non-christmas time their mysteries are I mean, they're usually like the first person they meet and they take you on a trail of someone else and then it goes back to the first person they meet. So similar to this, but it was just like at least a little bit more interesting. This was way too obvious. But anyway, keep going. Scooby-Doo is so much more complex than like (laughs) this plot. Like those, the mystery gang had stumped me more than JJ and the other guy, bodyguard. Matt. So Matt. thank you for bringing up Matt because that's the next thing that happens is okay. once she gets these flowers with the non-threatening, threatening stalker note, the studio determines that she needs a bodyguard because they think it's, you know, she's in danger. And she objects to this because she doesn't want her family to be concerned because her family saw on the news that she got some sort of a threat. And how this made the news, I don't know. They, they imply that, like, one of the cops involved wanted his 15 minutes of fame, so he, like, went to the press. This is a cop that was singing, right? Oh, yeah, the cop who was, he tried to sing for her, yeah, to, like, yeah. impress her with his talent. She was like, oh, okay. He, he really got his five minutes of fame, but, like, I don't know, his storyline just ended after that. Yeah, was, his storyline ended. He was more talented than the girl, though. Sorry, JJ. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I think everyone who's saying in this movie was more talented than her, but I'm sure we'll talk about that, <laughs> So anyways, it's almost Christmas. So this bodyguard is also going to have to go home with her to Squirrel Hollow. And <laughs> I know. What? That's got to be the worst town name they've had in a while. I was going to ask that. I don't watch a lot of these. And I was like, do they have a competition for the worst name? Because that that's that's a bad name. That's like a real bad name. What do you mean you don't watch a lot of these? <laughs> I don't. Okay. I, I've told you this before. There is not enough smut in these movies for me. Like, the one kiss is not cutting it for me. I'm a big fan of, like, the romance holiday novels and just, like, romance novels in general. So, like, like I just need a little bit of payoff. I need some enemies to lovers banter. I need the tension to be a little higher. Like, I kept waiting for the movie to happen, and then the movie was over, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, this this like, actually, I would say, followed a little bit of a different pattern for Hallmark because... They didn't really hate each other. Well, uh, they, they didn't, didn't really have they didn't really have any chemistry at all. And, and then in like five, yeah, but that's the typical Hallmark pattern. Other. Yeah, that that is typical that there is no chemistry at all. Yeah. But anyways, let's get to why they they don't hate each other, but they don't get along at the beginning. The reason they don't Correct. get along at the beginning is because Jay pulls the oldest trick in the rom com book, which is she introduces Matt to her family as her boyfriend without asking his permission first. The reason that she does this is because she doesn't want them to be worried about her safety. And if she tells them right away that she has a bodyguard, she knows they're going to freak out. And so she introduces him as her new boyfriend. I want to add that sometime around here, we are introduced to a cast of secondary characters, which include Margot, who is Jalen's best friend and personal assistant, Lorelai, who was Jalen's high school rival, but also friend, so frenemy maybe who did not make it big. And she, I guess, is the one who convinced Jalen to go to the Popstar USA audition. She herself got cut in the second round, but Jalen made it big. And there seemed to be some feelings about this, but not strong feelings, because it's Hallmark, and so nobody ever has strong negative feelings about anything. And then we have Eddie, who is Jay's ex, who it bears noting is hotter than Matt, just saying. Yes. Can I say that I thought maybe the Lorelei uh Jalen romance would have been better like oh. I almost thought if this was like a real movie we would have gone home and like they had more tension and they had more stakes and I was like how about they just hook up like that okay. felt like where we should have gone hold this thought for a rewrite I, I I could see this I could Definitely. see this 
Definitely. So anyway, so there are secondary characters. And then, of course, there's the family. There's her abuelo and abuela who have an epic romance, apparently. We are told they have an epic romance. We are not shown it, but we are told that. She has a brother named Hector. Hector has a pregnant wife named Faith. So those are there's our cast of characters. Anyways, in the meantime, stalker notes keep arriving. But again, they're not really that threatening. They're kind of just... Though I can see how in a certain context it could be read that way they're, they're just things like like you were saying Liz they're all some version of I will always love you like one says when I told you I loved you I meant it stuff about how much the letter writer loves Jalen and if you haven't already figured out who this is then you're not paying attention so these letters keep arriving and Matt intercepts them and Hector intercepts one or two and they talk to each other about it and they agree not to show them to Jalen because it'll only distress her Meanwhile, Matt gets roped into the family's living nativity. He dresses up as a wise man. I think this is supposed to be really cute. And then the sister-in-law, who is playing Mary, remember, is pregnant, goes into labor during the living nativity and is rushed to the hospital. Of um, course. Gives birth to a baby girl, yeah. Yeah, I kind of um, did call that while we were watching it, I have to admit. I, was, I called that right at the beginning, once I saw the pregnant girl. And oh. she's mostly not heard from again. Like, that's just kind of the end of her plot, I guess. Her plot was to deliver the baby in the nativity. Yeah. Yeah, I basically. Mean, yeah. Like, go it. off. Emmy. Oscar. We then have a scene between Eddie and Jalen in which Eddie remembers the ex-boyfriend who is hotter than Matt. Anyways, Eddie tells Jalen that he wants her back. Matt comes in in the middle of this conversation and is clearly suspecting that Eddie is the one writing the notes. Because Eddie says something like, you know, I know I wasn't very romantic. I never got you flowers and wrote you notes and things, but I can get better at that. And Matt literally says, what, are you writing her notes? And so not to spoil anything here, but I'm going to spoil everything. So we're about a third of the way through the movie at this point. Matt identifies a suspect and clearly names the suspect. And if you follow any rules of suspense at all, that person can't then be it, right? Correct. Except it is. That's it. Eddie's writing the notes. That's the whole thing. It was not great. And not only is Eddie writing the notes, but the creepiness has to get taken down a level because it is implied that the only reason Jalen didn't realize it was him earlier is because the notes were intercepted and she didn't see them. Because if she had seen them, she would have known his handwriting. And that's why he didn't bother signing them. Not because he was being creepy, but because he assumed he wouldn't need to. Now, plot hole in this is what about the first note that she did see, but whatever. Nobody's concerned about this. So anyways, at some point, Jalen finally gets up the courage to send the songs that she's written to the label, but they say that they do not take unsolicited submissions. And so she is very disappointed about that because she really wants to express herself and her, you know, true artistry. At some point in all of this, I feel like we're a little over halfway, like two thirds the way through, three quarters of the way through, maybe even. Wow, this has gone fast, but not much happened. Jalen asks Matt if he wants to keep seeing her after, you know, this is all over. And he kind of like dances around the question for a minute, but then they kiss and like clearly they're in love. But once again, no chemistry. They're in love because we're told they're in love. To be honest, when he danced around it, I thought this movie was taking a totally different turn, which is like he was going to be like, you're crazy. I've expressed no interest this entire time. And I don't know why you would think I'm interested. Which um, in any movie, like but- he was kind of shocked he was interested, right? Like he kissed her and looked at her like, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I don't That's know a really why good he point. did it either. Because in any movie except for Hallmark, that would be the most reasonable interpretation of the evidence we have, that he's not interested in her because he has shown zero interest in her. Because again, they have no chemistry. And having a hard time acting like her boyfriend. And having like, a very which hard time Which at one point he even talks about how he's not that good of an actor, like was a line in the movie. And I was like, no, you're not that good of an actor. Way to tell on yourself, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. You're not one of our favorite Hallmark men right now. I'm sorry, Stefan. Then there's a tree lighting ceremony because it's a thing, I it's guess. It's a Hallmark movie, Hollow. so there yeah, has to be for one. Hallmark movies, there's a tree lighting, obviously. And at the tree lighting, Jalen apparently is this pop star guest of honor. So when she takes the mic, she has a moment with Lorelai in which she thanks her for always believing in her and for getting her to go to the audition and then asks her to come up and light the tree with her. And so I think that we're supposed to understand from this that whatever beef there was between Jalen and Lorelai is now resolved. Thing about that is I don't, I didn't feel there was a ton of beef to begin with. I thought that there was just mild envy. And if there had been beef, I don't really see how that would have resolved it, but whatever. 
I was like, why do we have this plot line? Unless yeah. they're gonna make out. Like unless I thought- they're gonna make out. <laughs> or unless she was the, the stalker. Note, the note yeah, writer. that's what I thought. Maybe she could have been the like, I'm so jealous of you because I'm obviously a more talented singer than you, which they demonstrated in the karaoke and at the Christmas the tree, lighting. tree lighting. I thought maybe that was a possibility, but that was a bit too dark for Hallmark at Christmas time, I think. Yeah. I think so too. Their autotune was scary enough. So yes, speaking of Jalen singing. Uh, we get a taste of it here before you know jay's taken the stage and lit up the tree with lorelei and now she's about to sing and before she sings she announces that the audience will get to see quote the authentic me unquote so she sings we wish you a merry christmas and she sings it in english and spanish and then turns into you know she kind of changes genre halfway through and she dances and i think we're supposed to believe that this is more the type of music she would like to do as opposed to songs with baby in the title then her agent calls her afterwards, says that the label saw this. Apparently it was being televised. I don't know why the Squirrel Hollow Christmas tree lighting would be televised and why the label would be watching it, but whatever. Why wouldn't um, it? Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the label called and they loved it and they want her to sing in both languages now, but they still haven't listened to her music. And apparently this makes everyone happy, even though nobody's listened to the songs that she has written because now they want her to sing in both languages. I have a side note here about the use of language in this film. So I appreciate that Hallmark is trying to be more diverse and multicultural, and I I do applaud them for that. That said, one of my big pet peeves about language in movies is where characters who would naturally be speaking another language, speaking mostly English and throwing in their other language for flavor in areas where it wouldn't make sense to throw it in at all. So where they're mostly speaking English, but then every now and then she'll be like, mi gente, or every now and then she'll be like, yes. you know, and well, so like, and they did this in the family setting, which I would have probably preferred to have seen subtitles of them speaking Spanish. Exactly. Exactly. When they're like, just with their family. Just have them speak Spanish, put subtitles. I just had to, I do have to go back to my notes because we totally missed over the fact that this whole tree lighting ceremony was brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Yes. That was amazing. That was the best part of the whole movie. That was the best part. Like ridiculously brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Like I'm actually curious to know how much they paid to be featured that much in the movie and have their ads on in between the times. They literally, in the movie, had a personalized 30-second ad where they talked about <laughs> straight talk. And like, I've never seen them do that. They often will have a little container of Daisy sour cream in the fridge, but there's not like a, a straight talk ad. Talk about the thing we're going to talk about right now. It, it was well, I don't know. The Daisy sour cream can be pretty blatant as well. But they don't mention it. It's just like they've mentioned open- it before. Oh, really? I think. I, I I think there was one last year where they mentioned it. Oh, fair enough. But, you oh, know. Does Hallmark have a, a thing for Daisy Sour Cream? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, Daisy Hallmark has cream. a thing for product Anybody placement. Anybody who will pay that. product placement. <laughs> it used that. to be Folgers. It used to be every single Hallmark movie started with, like, somebody, you know, in their kitchen making coffee and inhaling deeply before they take a sip, and then they zoom in on the Folgers can. Oh, yes. Love. And then the next ad break was a Folgers ad yeah. as well. But, you know. But they must have lost that deal because Folgers no longer has this product placement. Anyway. Maybe they went to GAC. Oh, maybe they went to GAC. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. So anyways, all this to say, it wouldn't have been that hard to have Jalen speak Spanish with her family and just subtitle. It'd be like one scene because then after that, Matt comes in and we can use the excuse of Matt doesn't speak Spanish to have them mostly use English and that would be fine and normal and natural. But I just find it so contrived when you have characters who would naturally be speaking another language, speaking English with like Spanish flavor instead of just speaking Spanish. Just speak Spanish. Well, and fine. some could would could suggest that it would have been advantageous for her to speak Spanish like to her brother about Matt. Oh, and yeah. Would understand like they and they could have subtitled that. Like, why didn't they do that? No, very good point. Exactly. Like when two people. Speak the same language and they have the opportunity to talk shit they're gonna do it you know of course of course like my mom and i talking crap about my dad and my sister and it will just be, always be like that what what's your language with you and your mom that your dad and your sister do not share they do not share um my mom and i both speak french nice 
So anyways, the other thing that happens, so a couple of important things happen at this tree lighting performance. One is what we just talked about, that apparently the label loved it, and now they want her to sing in Spanish, and everybody's happy. The other thing that happens is that Matt, out of nowhere, tackles Eddie, who was approaching Jalen to give her a note and a flower. And that's, this is how we learned that it was him the whole time, writing her these notes and sending her flowers. And that he didn't think it was creepy because he didn't think he was anonymous because he assumed that she would recognize his handwriting. And we are to assume that she would have if she had been shown the notes. And she was not. Again, major plot hole in the sense that she did, in fact, see the first one and didn't recognize it, but whatever. When Jalen finds out about this, that Matt and Hector have been keeping these notes from her the whole time, she's really, really angry. And so this is the whole, there's no, you know, because this is a Hallmark movie, there's no actual barrier to the romance that has developed at this point. And so we need to invent one. And the one we're inventing is that Jalen is now mad at Matt for keeping these notes from her. So anyways, in a burst of anger, she tells everyone the truth about Matt, that he's not her boyfriend, he's her bodyguard, was hired by the label, so on and so forth. I feel like it's important to note that this all happened like within 60 seconds. Yes. Like, <laughs> Of just like her monologue. Yes. Like, I agree. It was ridiculously five fast. Five different emotions. And I remember texting Sarah during the movie and was like, there's six minutes left. Like, yeah. And five of those minutes have to be commercials. Exactly. <laughs> so I think, I think that was my reply, actually. Kind oh, of. yeah. No, I was like, there's only 15 <laughs> minutes left. And then you're like, no, there's only six minutes because of commercials. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> So they have apparently broken up, as far as we can tell, at which point Matt has a heart-to-heart -heart with Hector about Jalen and his feelings, and at which point I wrote down, why is Hector never with his newborn and wife? Because from the time when Faith went into labor in the living nativity, we've seen a lot of Hector and very little of Faith in the new baby, and like, I don't know, when I was in the hospital having just given birth, guess where my husband was? In the hospital yeah 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 what you're supposed to do anyways then suddenly it's christmas morning jalen apologizes to her family for lying to them about matt and asks them to support and trust her in the future so she doesn't have to lie to them and then matt shows up dressed as a wise man and gives an elaborate apology performance so odd it was very odd and then he gives her a notebook to write her songs in which it doesn't seem to be you know staff paper so I don't, whatever. It doesn't seem like a particularly thoughtful gift. Yeah. And then the movie's over because it's all right. And then it's over. Yeah, I, I thought they definitely got together very, very quickly at the end for a movie that like, one, I mean, they didn't have any chemistry to begin with, but like, it just was way too much trying to get done in the last five seconds. Oh, so much. There was no plot until like 10 minutes left because we already figured out who the serial noter was yes and, serial noter and yeah. they weren't even really in love then so no. I, I don't know like the i don't know the, yeah the tension between like jj and eddie is that her ex-boyfriend's name yes it was yes. like sixth graders that just broke up like in the cafeteria like it was so odd like it wasn't it wasn't tense or awkward it was like just annoying it's like come on <laughs> I, I also don't recall whether we're ever told why they broke up who ended it why she is not receptive to his attempts to get back together and I feel like this is all necessary backstory the only thing I got from it was like she she wanted him to basically chase her out to LA and he like made no effort or something oh interesting maybe Connor paid more attention than we did Mary I don't know well, well I, yeah. it was weird. I think that was implied with like the like I never did romantic things for you the other thing that I thought was weird about like the romance part of it which is why I say that was such a subplot to all the other plots is like at least normally most of the time when I do see these things their romance is like contingent on the happiness of the character right that like them getting together ultimately means that like they can save the town or like they win the cookie contest or like whatever else it is right but like them getting together ultimately didn't change anything that happened to her or them or him in fact the only thing was like then he was a part of her family which again like was unrelated to her right it was a very weird 
their their love was a subplot and maybe they meant it that way but it really was not fulfilling for anyone i also feel like there was like a grinch origin story for him that i missed because at some point it's mentioned she was like oh you wish you could be with your family on christmas and he's just like well no because all of this that you have i don't have that and i don't think we're ever told why am i wrong about that no you're not the the yeah they did mention that and then that's another subplot which made me cringe like nothing against our troops love the troops but the navy seal subplot was so cringy Oh, was, yeah, that's right. I'm glad you love the troops. <laughs> thank you for including that. I'm like, not like, thank you for the troops. That could never be me, but you go get them, girls. But like, <laughs> I, it, well, it, like the Navy SEAL motto was like their like little thing. Oh, God. We talked about this so much during the movie oh, counter. I can't believe it. Something, something, execute. Oh, it was plan, plot, execute. And plan, he wrote plot. that in the notebook he gave to her, which again, but what, like... what was it in Latin? Oh, yes. well, I mean, Semter. always brave, Semter Fortis. Semter Fortis, yes. Yeah, and I was like, what is this? This girl is like doing covers to Christmas carols. There, there does not need to be any Semper Fortis happening. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just odd. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Plan, plot, plan, execute. Plot, plan, execute. So it's time for me to admit, I've never actually seen The Bodyguard. It does this better, yes. I presume. Yeah, I mean, so for one thing. Connor and I actually looked this up just before the call. There was like a stalker in The Bodyguard, and they sort of catch him, but then the stuff doesn't stop. And then you find out that her sister has hired a hitman to kill her because she's jealous and she wants her money and stuff like that. Now, the bodyguard, the 1992 bodyguard, which is, I have to admit, just looked this up the other day for another reason, like the number three highest selling album of all time. Well, yeah, Uh, because Whitney. The soundtrack, yeah, is actually a remake of a movie from a long time ago. So the bodyguard with Kevin Costner Whitney was not the original one. Oh, interesting. But I don't know if the plot is exactly the same or not in the original movie. But that's the Whitney movie point out that the choreographer his name is tyler houston the choreographer in the movie and do you think houston was an homage or was that an accident i didn't catch that's a pretty i didn't catch that but potentially i hope it was an homage whitney deserved a shout out yeah i just want i just wanted it to be a tiny bit darker and they just didn't go there like a jealous person the other thing i thought could possibly be the storyline is that the manager guy set it up for publicity Oh, the Italian what was his name? manager, Vinny. Vinny, yeah. Is yes. that his name or is that like stereotypical? Something like that. The whole movie was so stereotypical. I, I think it was Vinny, Vinny, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I thought maybe he was like, because he was so quick to get her a bodyguard and all that, that I thought maybe he was sort of driving it to just get some publicity, you know, and to get her off the ground so she could sing whatever she wanted. One other thing I did note down is they do this scene where they're going to set up like the luminarios or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he asks, Matt asks, what are luminarios? <laughs> and I was like, who doesn't know what those are? Like, I thought everyone knows what those are. Maybe not. I-, I applaud Hallmark for trying to be more inclusive, but it also feels like it would be a hell of a lot more inclusive to just like do the thing. And not act like you're presenting it to a class of third graders. Well, at least it's a step in the right direction, I guess. But yeah. yeah. That's a good bingo. Congratulations. But let's think about our Hallmark Christmas bingo moments. I will start off, actually, for an example. I was excited. Now, this is not technically on the bingo card, but a version of it is. They talked about how they were going to go have chocolate caliente. Oh, yeah. I, I was very excited that the, it, there was hot chocolate, but a little bit different. And, you know, again, Spanish that we all know. But, um, yeah. And and they seem to this year actually be having chocolate in their mugs, hot chocolate. I don't even remember the mugs coming out, to be fair. But they talked about going to go have chocolate caliente. So that's my bingo moment. Love. What about you, Mary? What do you, what what was your bingo moment in this one? Well, we've kind of already said a couple of the ones I wrote down. So the obvious ones are tree lighting and then product placement. Oh yes. But 
I'm going to give them a little bit of credit for this bingo moment because it was the tamalada montage, which I felt was their twist on the baking montage. They mixed it up a little bit. Good for them. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. What about you, Elizabeth? What did you think was the cheesiest bingo thing that there was? Oh, my goodness. Where to start? So, again, I'm not a huge one of these. So, to me, the tree lighting was, like, the cheesiest. But apparently that's a staple. So well, but th- that's why it's a bingo moment, too, though. Yeah. It was so cheesy. And, again, like, okay, here's my fantasy for why it got viral, is that I like to think that Squirrel Hollow has a webcam to just monitor their local squirrels, and they just happen to catch this tree lighting, and then it, like, blew up online. So that's my justification for why it blew up so quickly. It wasn't because they were recruiting her. It was because they were watching <laughs> the squirrels. And there's a very large following of the Squirrel Hollow squirrel community. And I love that. This is so great. Yeah. That's excellent. All right. Connor, what did you pick for your Hallmark Christmas bingo moment? My Hallmark Christmas bingo moment definitely has to be the pregnant family member giving birth during the nativity scene. Oh, that was so good. That was was, was so good. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is is quintessential cheesy. And I kind of wish the baby then got to play a character. It's just like oh, we had that in a recent Hallmark movie. We had that in Three Wise Men and a Baby. Yes, you can guess who played the baby. Yes, (laughs) it wasn't one of the Three Wise Men. Right. Yeah, no, that was a good one. You're right, and it it would have been even more hilarious if the baby got to be in the movie in the nativity scene. Hashtag relatable with Hallmark Top. What about relatable? This was a bit of a struggle as per usual because not very relatable to me at all. But I am going to say the karaoke scene. It's not that we like regularly go to karaoke in my family or with my friends. But when we do, it's a very good time. And they definitely weren't drunk enough, but, you know, I do like karaoke, so I said that was relatable. And I also wrote Luminarios, because I know what those are, and we have them a lot at Christmas time. Including, my parents have, like, this big thing that they fill with water, and they make, like, a big ice globe that you put a candle in, too. So that's our famous Luminario now that they make, this, like, ball of ice with the candle inside. What about you, Connor? What was your relatable moment? Probably the most relatable moment right now, I think just recently with my Thanksgiving events, was the random fight that no one expected with the whole family there. (laughs) That's a very relatable moment in my family is everything's fine and then someone just blows up. So yeah, that was comforting. That was a good one, a little sad. But then also, um, I would say the tree lighting that sounds really dumb, but I used to live in celebration when I was a kid. Which and is the, where Elizabeth lives, everyone. Is, yes. So yes. don't know. It's it's the Disney the failed Disney town, but it's still really cute. White people galore eat it up. Um but every Christmas they do the snow, the fake snow on Main Street, which is like the soap coming out. And I just remember being a little kid and like they would light up the christmas tree like on december 1st and then like the fake snow would come out and then like all the like kids from my elementary school would just like run around so that was like kind of nice and heartfelt well, but see, the thing that we always think is hilarious in hallmark is that their christmas tree lightings are often like christmas eve <laughs> oh interesting. yeah i mean i don't know exactly the date of this one was but they're never that far. like often they do them like right after thanksgiving or you know whatever like if you actually have one right. but on hallmark that they usually have a tree lighting like the 23rd there's an all town everyone attend christmas event on christmas eve because nobody has any other plans apparently and then they can do their own thing on christmas day so that's like the stereotypical but that's good Mary, what did you find relatable this time? I'm struggling. (laughs) She didn't need to buy boots this time. I know, I'm struggling. I also enjoy karaoke, but you already took that one. I know. And we've been on to karaoke together, in fact. Yeah, I love karaoke. I'm good at it. 
Yeah. No, that's about the only relatable thing. What about you, Elizabeth? What did you come up with? Well, obviously the mind's a pot, but I'm a pop star for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, super famous and all my exes stop me. But besides that, um, <laughs> probably that I sing with a lot of confidence and I'm a bad singer. Like her. Okay, can we talk about, and they knew she was a bad singer because the very first singing scene, I don't know if you guys remember that. Well, there's the one, the very first one at the beginning where she's singing baby, baby, my baby, 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 back, whatever it is, ribs. And then there's the scene where she sings the Christmas song at the piano. And then uh, she's anytime she sat at the piano, she sounded yeah. awful. Anytime. Like like she sounded like the piano over her. Yeah, the piano is louder than her. It's like it, like they try to mute her voice so we don't know how bad she is. And I was like, you could have gotten a good singer. You could have gotten someone. But also, you know, she had a lot of confidence. I feel like that was a lot of the story. So her and I, you know, we right. both sing with a lot of confidence. Well, I did just see, I believe, on the on Hallmark Channel's Instagram, tune in on Hallmark Channel to watch Undercover Holiday with I Am Noemi Gonzalez and hear musical piece Feliz Navidad by Gloria Estefan and Pentatonix. So the Feliz Navidad number was not her. That was Gloria that Estefan. That tracks. And then that all her really, like the piano, every time she said the piano, she sounded horrific. Like I was like, whoa they let you really sing and if they put someone's voice on top of that that was even worse all right i think i finally thought of a mildly relatable moment yes her family worrying about her i think that my family worries about me i mean not like as much as hers does but i you know yeah you've traveled more than my family has and you know there yeah there's certainly the whole like okay well you know call me as soon as you get there you know that sort of thing right So I think Liz had some really good ideas about how this movie could have been better. And we kind of heard some of them in the recap already. But I don't know. Liz, do you want to start us off? Yes, I think this needs to be a lesbian thriller movie. Like a la The Handmaiden or like kind of like something like that. Like I, the vibe that I got was like one of the most compelling storylines was her and Lorelai, which seemed totally underdeveloped and that it wasn't thrillery enough. So I think like, let's start with that. Let's start with some like real lesbian thriller vibes i'm here for it Mm, definitely i i also complained that the whole stalker storyline was like underplayed and could have been even for hallmark stepped up slightly to make it a bit more scary as opposed to stupid eddie so for like a full 20 minutes was really excited that there was going to be an ounce of suspense in this movie like i knew it wouldn't end up being very dark but i was like oh good there's at least something that i want to find out what happens and then you know, like I said, about third away in the movie, they make it painfully obvious that it's Eddie. My thought would be that that it is actually Vinny sort of setting it up, but it's not, he starts off because he, you know, he was with her when he found that note, which was actually- To remind our listeners, Vinny is the agent. Oh yes, her agent. And he wants to get more publicity, but like in a sort of scary way and, you know, not because he obviously knows she's a shit singer. So he needs to do something to like boost her career. So he gets this storyline that someone's stalking her and he wants to get it out to the press and, you know, and he wants to tell everyone about it. But it's going to get scarier as we go along, I think. You want to know why I like that? Because how it could get scarier and we can like, you know, keep the bones of this, keep some, keep some plot elements. Is that like when Matt starts intercepting the notes with like Hector, the brother, like Vinny gets progressively more like upset because she's not seeing it and they're not giving it to the press so he has to do more and more drastic things to kind of get the attention right like then it kind of builds from there i like that i like that yeah i think that that works so we still have to hire matt obviously yeah and then you know like that could kind of be a fake out like she she could even say he's the boyfriend because she's not ready to like come out to her family yet right and then in the meantime it's really hard for her to see Laura like can you guys tell I took some screenwriting classes in college okay I'll come back to that but like (laughs) it's really hard for her to like see Lorelai because they had this doomed romance when she got successful and Lorelai came back home and her family never knew that kind of element so like Matt's still playing boyfriend. Meanwhile, you know, maybe he gets to have a little romance. So we think this is going to be like, piss off all the gag people. And it's going to have two gay couples in it, in fact. Period. Yes, for sure. So like, you know, like life where gay people exist. 
that's like <laughs> that no. what this movie is like where good um, people are valid in most states yeah because like like in real life you can't just have one gay couple or like one word of spanish and be like diversity yeah uh, it's diversity <laughs> and inclusion yes and inclusion because I mean, they had two words of spanish yes. um, me gente is two words and they, yeah. yes me gente. so matt we think is going to have a little bit of a side side eye towards uh eddie which you know yeah it seems very plausible neither well, one of them was partic- right yeah. oh my gosh guys okay i'm sorry i'm co-opting this whole thing what if so matt is trying to figure it out right but like they're spending less time together because like they're not actually interested in each other so matt's like trying to figure he's like really he's actually doing good bodyguard work unlike what he was doing in the other thing but he's like bodyguard and he's like investigating on the side and he really thinks it is eddie's ex but as he gets to know him eddie's like i don't really care because i'm gay and at the same time matt's like you know former military love the troops connor can't forget about the troops we love the dogs (laughs) saying gay about the troops here but like matt struggled with that right because he was like a navy seal and that was like a hard thing for him yeah. to overcome. like so don't ask don't tell yes well, so, I did, so good i i did comment when we were watching the movie to connor i was like he's in the navy could it be more gay and then connor was like oh he's a navy seal <laughs> it's a little bit more straight than that but so so that's kind of how they have their romance type is that he's suspicious of Eddie, but it becomes very clear. And then Eddie starts to help him, right? Because he still cares about her. So he's like, I'll help you. And then they kind of have this like buddy cop thing going where they're like trying to figure out, you know, what's happening. Meanwhile, they're falling in love. So so what do we think happens with her and Laura? Like they see each other again. Do they still have the duet? But is it like a slower one where they like, you know, it becomes very clear that they have these unresolved feelings for each other? I think so. I think like, remember that scene when JJ is in the, I don't know if it was a church or like the rec hall, like with the piano and like Lorelai like walks by and like gives her that like dirty look. Maybe that's like the duet, like acoustic version reconnection. You know what I mean? Oh, and Laura, like, could see them dancing, and she doesn't know that, like, Matt and Eddie are having a thing, and she's getting, like, jealous, right? But right. also, oh, yes. like, Matt could start to suspect her, and, you know, then him and Eddie, like, kind of were like, she was watching us, whatever else. Ooh. Mm, interesting. So, what happens with, like, the family, though? Are we gonna tell everyone i mean obviously they do fall in love of course everyone falls in love but like are we gonna tell the family is this a big outing movie what how do we catch Vinny in the act interesting i feel like with the family in true hallmark fashion there needs to be six minutes of resolution and six (laughs) minutes max six minutes is way too long oh yeah you're right but that's over (laughs) 15 kind of suggesting yeah. With his nine minutes of ads in between. True. Nine minutes of ads, six minutes of content. I don't know. Because, like, the family was all big on, like, values and stuff. But if we're just rewriting it, then, like, the family can just Feliz Navidad y todos. Like, you know, like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I think the family, we could lean into that overprotective angle, right, or whatever. And she's so paranoid about what her family thinks. But in, like, to, true, like, let's make this positive style, they find out and they don't give a shit. They were way more worried about the stalker. And they're, like, yeah. mad about that, right? But, like, I do think that, like, the luminary night could be our big climax night where, like, actually stuff happens, right? <laughs> like, is right. that the night where, like, Vinny takes it too far and, like, the tree starts to fall on the stage or, like, you oh, know, yes. the mic cuts out and it's, like, I love you. And, like, everyone's horrified. I don't know. Like, whatever happens takes The mic and the lights night. cut out. And the lights. And the and lights. The lights sure. Yeah. And, like, everything goes into a panic. And at that point, Lorelai and her declare their feelings for each other. And Eddie and Matt catch Vinny. And, like, everything comes to a head at, like, this night. And also the family realizes that they're not a couple and that her and Lorelai are together. But they're just happy everyone's safe you know right well, and there's definitely like a pay no attention to that man behind the curtain moment when Vinny is like going on the microphone saying he loves you or whatever like we have to catch Vinny very dramatically oh yeah maniacal laugh for sure like yes. it becomes like it's very very dramatic oh and I do think we could have a scene where they speak a substantial amount of Spanish that's subtitled and maybe when they're yelling at each other about why didn't you just tell us 
that you loved this woman instead of us being worried about you getting killed by Vinny's stalker or whatever. That should be in Spanish. The family can't be homophobic and worried about a stalker. It's like they have to <laughs> like pick one struggle, you know. Too much. Too much. <laughs> it is too much. I agree. Yeah. All right. So at the end of the movie, the family's just all happy that everyone is safe. What happens with we got a sex scene? I want a couple sex scenes. (laughs) Wow. Wait, hold on. No, this is what's happening. We're gonna have a Matt and Eddie sex scene pretty early on because they're not the they're not the A storyline, right? They're not coming back together. Like once that night happens where like Matt accuses Eddie and whatever else, he's like, You wanna come home with me? Wink, and we get like a fun, we get some fun, fun time (laughs) together, right? we're we're missile doing it and it's gonna be amazing and (laughs) and maybe we get some like other little scenes with them scattered throughout like they're supposed to be doing stuff but then like they're having a quickie in the closet like i'm here for that and then i do want like a full lesbian sex scene at the end too like i feel like we deserve it like we (laughs) earn it you know all right we being the hallmark viewership that never gets this that's right that's right hey it's our movie it's our movie i'm not look like i said i'm if i'm doing a holiday romance i want some follow-through like i want some (laughs) the proof needs to be in the put in (laughs) yes yes so how does it all wrap up is it like everyone under the christmas tree and even matt and eddie are there or like what 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 do we think happens in that I do think that like if we're going if we're if we're picking the genre and we're going with that I feel like there's kind of a little bit like at the end like something else happens with Vinny I don't know I kind of feel like you you get the scene under the Christmas tree but then maybe you pan out the window and like shit's still wild you know what I mean like you set up a relationship yes it's it's still got that thriller element but like we don't know if they're gonna be okay you know like we're not sure you know how they when they do like a stalker movie and you just see from like the camera point of view like someone looking through like binoculars just into the house but it's like the camera view maybe there's still someone outside looking in on their happiness and that's the end yes i love it so then it's not finished yet oh my god what if it's margot like so then we kind of oh. it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me and at the end like we look out the window and it was margo was margo it. also in love with Jalen? Oh. 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 whoa okay this is already a hundred times better whoa. than the movie we watched right i'm gonna take it up another level which is like what if not only was she in love with her, but she also wanted Vinny's job. So, like, not only did she get Vinny oh. fired, but well, now she set like, up Vinny. Yes. Oh my gosh. Jalen, like, obviously needs to be, like, at the end, like, she's dead, right? Ooh. But this is the sequel. Yeah. Well, in the sequel, I would say. Yeah. Oh, in the sequel. Oh, in the sequel, the beginning scene is Jalen's funeral, and Margot's at the funeral giving a eulogy. Oh my Dude. God! Whoa, that's her best friend. taking a dark turn. That's this like, is like Pretty Little Liars style. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Literally... If Jalen dies, who's going to have the steamy sex scenes in the sequel? No, we can't kill Jalen that easily. Margot's gonna get with Lorelai. She's grieving. Huh? Wow! Oh my goodness! This is this is drama, drama, drama. Definitely, I like. Um, it. I'm like someone hire me. Thanks. All right. Well, regardless of, you know, I mean, I, I think this is definitely, whether there's a sequel or not, this is definitely better than the last one. That's all I know. Let's take a look now at what possibly could be in store for next week. So this coming weekend, we have some most creative names of the season, I would say. So Friday night, we have the most colorful time of the year. Saturday night, we have Christmas class reunion. And then over on Movies and Mysteries, we have the gift of peace and then on sunday night we have the holiday sitter which i actually think this is the jonathan bennett one connor and he might again actually be playing a gay man in it since he himself is a gay man as well any guesses the case you have to let me know oh well there's two guys on the poster i'm pretty sure let me see inclusion it's starring Jonathan Bennett and George Crusoe. So I th- I think they are maybe together in this. And Jonathan Bennett is holding a little girl's hand in the picture. Wait, which movie is this again? The Holiday Sitter. 
I feel like we saw an ad for that during this movie, did we? We did, because Connor said, Jonathan Bennett's on Hallmark movies? And I said, yeah, he has been for a long time. I can, I'm going to tell you what it's about, because it, 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 I think this is what happens. When Sam, a workaholic bachelor, babysits his niece and nephew before the holidays, he recruits help from their handsome neighbor, Jason, and finds himself in an unexpected romance. Wait, I'm sorry. Right? This might actually be a gay Hallmark movie? It. It is a gay horror movie. I think we have to watch it. I think we have to watch it, Mary. Holy shit. And I don't, I can't tell you. This is like the only time I can't guarantee that they will fall in love, but I hope they do. It's Hallmark, so I'm going to choose to believe that there is one thing we know for sure. They will. Fall in love. Yes. Hmm. He recruits help from their handsome neighbor, Jason, and finds himself in an unexpected romance. <laughs> Go, Hallmark. And at the end, they'll be roommates. <laughs> it's they'll really be roommates. roommates. Well, I mean, Jonathan Bennett has been with Hallmark for quite some time. An actual gay man himself has never gone to the dark side. And I don't know, Connor and Elizabeth, if you're very aware of what this season, this, this year has been a bit of a challenging year for some of the the former stars of hallmark because the former ceo of hallmark left because it was getting too progressive for him and started his own network called the great american family or the yeah. great american christmas channel or something like that that's where candace cameron burr went right candace ccb has left she went there like quite a few of the women went actually um, but they kept a lot of the guys because I think they have so many like hallmarkies that love them that they're too scared to walk away. Well, a lot of them. them are gay men. So well, and that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. So, but Jonathan Bennett has been like, like, like I said, he was in a gay one. They weren't the main couple, to be fair. They were a part of a larger family dynamic, I believe. I didn't see the movie; I only saw the trailer. Um, but he was in a gay couple on that show. Um, and then this one, he appears to be the lead character falling in love with a man. Go Hallmark! That sounds a bit more inclusive, but we'll have to check it out. Like, Yeah, Connor, you picked the wrong week to watch. Oh, uh, I know. But, you know, who knows? Maybe the next week one will be hard to rewrite because it might actually be good. I doubt it. <laughs> All right. Well, that probably wraps up another week of Hallmarked Up. Thank you, Connor and Elizabeth, for joining us this week. Thank you, guys. This was a really fun episode. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for having me. It was so fun. Thank you for listening to Hallmarked Up. Find us online at hallmarkedup.com, on Instagram at hallmarkedup, and on Facebook at Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcasts.